but just by taking a simple deep belly breath, so breathing in and then slowly out, especially deep. Wow, Shufang, how do you feel about this new way of starting our podcast, taking three um, deep breaths? Amazing. I feel so calm right now. <laughs> Look at how relaxed my voice is. I've lost all sense of what I'm supposed to say right now. But I think it's great. So you've managed to achieve your jazz voice nirvana. Jazz voice nirvana. Here I come. So next time, every time you want to, uh, you want to activate your jazz voice, just take three big breaths. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people can stop telling me that it's not a jazz voice. <laughs> nice. So what a great way to start today's episode by we encourage everyone to take three breaths with us before we start. Because today we're going to talk about mindfulness and hope. Whoa. Well, we are, we are trying to explore this idea, not idea but how do we actually find hope in a hopeless situation mm -hmm. yeah because i think most of us are right now feeling a bit hopeless especially in singapore with the new news of the circuit breaker not getting extended but you know not exactly what we expected as well like honestly i i kind of thought we could all go back to normal like with some kind of social distancing but i thought we could go back to quote-unquote normal yeah same and not gonna lie last week itself i mean the past week it has been pretty bad for me i was kind of in a downward spiral feeling crappy and feeling shitty for myself and then finally i'm like no i need to get out of this funk i can't be depressed all the time yeah i know right i think sometimes it it's a part of our um i don't know our makeup to to just go through that moment of de depression and I think that helps us to deal with the situation as well but just that we can't be depressed all the time we need to like find hope in this show me hope look at us so hopeful today it's <laughs> <laughs> great yeah I was like super uh super unhopeful and super downcast for the whole of last week as well in, in fact i think it only got a bit better today maybe because we're doing the podcast oh look at <laughs> us yeah but for sure this this is tough and that's why i want to do this as well like as a reminder to ourselves and to our friends everyone else listening that come on we can do this yes and i mean i'm going to try to discuss the different ways i mean the theoretical part of how we can be more happy on our day-to-day -day basis and of course fun segment coming up is actually us trying to practice some of these theoretical ways to be happy and then we can come back and report to you to let you know whether it really works or not yep feel free to try yourself okay so what we heard at the beginning of the episode the take a deep breath to your belly and breathe it out that was actually conducted by laurie santos who is a professor of psychology at Yale University and recently she uh, was put in media attention because her course on Coursera um, I think like being happy something about like the, the, mindfulness. the science of well-being okay yeah the science of well-being on Coursera mm. uh, hit like 100 million students or like 
one oh sorry maybe one million hundred million is a bit exaggerated <laughs> <laughs> one million that's still insane amazing one to two million yeah yeah so yeah. as during quarantine times because obviously everyone is fe- feeling very hopeless and if there's any way that you can learn about how to be happy why not right so and we found out some of her tips through armchair expert yes there's another sure of course so there's another podcast everybody knows our passion for podcasts evidently by um, this guy called Dak Shepard and he has a lot of I love his podcast for the ways he asks really um, great questions that invite more conversation that frequently we don't get to hear from another person's point of view and in the podcast of, of course he invited Laurie Santos as well and they shared a lot of good points about what happiness what happiness means and how it can be more hopeful in situations where it's difficult. So the start of the podcast itself, they actually discussed the idea of what we like versus what we crave. And I think mm. that was pretty, in some sense, enlightening to me. So what we like, meaning what really benefits us and what we crave, meaning what makes us, what we think we want. For example, what we like will be the feeling we get after exercising. So that's what we like. And then what we crave will be junk food. Like I crave junk food, but after eating junk food, no, nah, it doesn't really do that much for me. Mm. And they discuss the whole idea of how our brain and our feedback loop is not wired to make it such that we crave the thing that we like, but mm. rather we crave the things that don't really benefit us. I think they also mentioned something about the, the like segment of the brain being more wired towards things that are take a bit more time. So for instance, you said the feeling of, you know, the great f- refreshing feeling after exercising, but that's not something mm-hmm. that you get uh, straight away. You have to go through the exercise part. And they said that the craving part tends to be more like, instantaneous. It's, it's a bit like addiction in that sense. But at the same time, it's not as fulfilling. Like we crave it, but after getting it, we don't actually get fulfilled. Exactly. Yeah, so that was the beginning of the podcast. So I must mm-hmm. admit that I didn't get to finish it. Um, oh, wait, but actually I wanted to uh, like share a point about the armchair expert. I didn't listen to a lot of the podcast, but um, one thing I really liked about the host is that um, I think asking great questions definitely but also he has this really great way of just managing the flow of the conversation which is insane because it's all about that right it's not like he's going for for like question a and then b and c and he seems to be really knowledgeable that he can interject his opinions but also like lead to the next next thing to talk about which i think is really great definitely i think the reason why he's so such a great host as well personally this is my hypothesis I'm guessing is that he just genuinely likes people and he's interested mm. and I think that comes across in his interviews as well mm. so someone who is just good with people who likes people I think he'll do well as a host oh yeah for sure you know what I, I do feel okay sorry a little bit off topic but <laughs> I think like this honestly is one of the value of us doing this podcast as well that like kind of training us both to I don't know like listen more and be more um, empathetic in Mm. a sense and managing conversations is always a skill that's difficult I think whatever situation where 
whether it is a work situation or personal situation, yeah, it's always something that it will be good to be better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, well, we can, we'll talk about this later. Um, I can share about why I've become a little bit more hopeful. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to share this definition of hope that I got from lifehack.org. Lifehack. Yeah, what kind of website is that? It sounds like it's selling uh, those courses, well-being and counselling courses and articles. Okay, but I really like the definition actually. So it says that hope is directly related to our sense of possibility. The greater our perception of possibilities, the greater our hope. Hope is what we have when we have a positive relationship with our existence. It is the deepest of three emotions. Happiness and optimism cannot exist without hope, but hope can exist without happiness or optimism. Hope answers the question, why bother? Which yeah, I think I'm is great. Digesting, I, I'm digesting the entire Passage. quote right now. Yeah. The idea of... I mean, it seems to put... Um, hope on like a really important pedestal like usually we will think that oh, we need to be happy which is also really important but over here is saying that you can have hope without happiness but it's like you know if you don't have hope that how do you go on living like it's as it's as crucial as that it is it really is and at the start of before we recorded this episode actually we were discussing about you know of course the pandemic and the effects it has on us and similarities between this and for example people back in the war time and of course how do you survive when you don't have hope i think then that begs the question mm. so what i find really truly helpful as well from the podcast itself or from the tips that laurie santos has shared was i think all of us, at some level, we know that hope is very important. It's mm. really, how do I access that part of me? Mm. Like, how do I remain hopeful even if everything is bad right now? Mm. So, what are the takeaways from that? Well, the one main thing that she she shared that I thought was actually, well, everything is going to be like enlightening today because <laughs> I obviously have attained Nirvana. But one point she brought up, I, I don't remember the exact quote, I'm going to paraphrase it, it's about the idea that happiness itself is a never-ending pursuit and it's a choice that we have to constantly make over and over again in our lives meaning that we have to constantly reinforce all these different habits that put us in a better mood, make us hopeful, make us happy, rather than just assuming that it's somehow a static part of our lives, either we are happy or we are not Mm. Is this a bit similar to last time when we talk about the dream job and how you know having a dream is not the end point? It's something that you have to constantly refresh yourself, and, and like it's it should be a motivation and not like a be all and end all. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Completely. Wow, isn't isn't it crazy how all these things actually like underlying? They all tie together. They're all kind of the same. Well, we are finding out um, what's the secret to life <laughs> as we record all different episodes. No yeah, but, <laughs> but it makes so much sense, you see. But somehow, like when I was kind of in a spiral the last week, when I wasn't doing anything, I was just feeling crappy about myself and feeling sorry about myself. I didn't... I mean, I know that 
exercise will make me feel better, but I just didn't want to. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, oh, life is so shitty, whatever. But I don't know, like, I, I didn't make the choice to do something that makes me, puts me in a better mood either. Yeah, it's like how when I'm sad, I just want to listen to sad music instead of listening to something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like, you just want to wallow in that moment, right? Yes. Mm. Of course, that's important as well. We all need our time and space to be unhappy. And then afterwards, we can figure out how to, you know, be a bit more hopeful about life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to go through the five tips that Dr. Laurie Santos shared? Let's do it. So just quickly going through the different tips that we can do. I think the first one is a no-brainer. If no one has guessed already, it is none other than deep belly breathing. The only time it's okay to breathe heavily into the mic, you know. <laughs> oh my god. What? Nothing. I, I, I'm just thinking whether there are other situations where it's fine. But okay, well, <laughs> yes, that. Um, deep belly breathing. The second one would be to focus on what you can control. Mm. And then the third one being acts of kindness. Fourth one being exercising, eating healthy, and then sleeping enough, of course. And the last one to practice gratitude for things in our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, to be fair, none of these are, are like new new things that we have never heard of. But it, I guess that that's the thing, right? It's not like, it's almost like we don't know. It's not that we don't know what's good for us. We just don't do it. <laughs> yes. Which brings us back to the first point, right? About how... We there are things that we like and then of course there are things that we crave mm. and we frequently do things that are not that great for us, unfortunately. I mean, even with gratitude, I was sharing with you as well about how I really do scoff at people who creeps a gratitude journal. I'm like, you have a gratitude journal? Really? But now I'm just like, okay, you know what? Times are shitty. Maybe I should start one or at least like write some gra- grateful letters to friends or families wait wait the gratitude journal part like are you um do you not like the idea of writing that down or do you not like the idea of people sharing it you know what i mean like you can write these letters but do you have to share it on social media or like maybe you can keep a journal but maybe you don't have to like share it everywhere and kind of make a big deal out of it mm. well to be honest i just thought that I just thought the entire idea is very cringy. Okay, okay. And what made what made you change your mind? Times are bad now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it kind of goes back to how we we're saying that. I mean, if we're thinking about what are the good things that are coming out of this, and one of it really is that it's teaching us to appreciate all the little things and the normal things in our in our life that we take for granted. Like, so yeah. much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, in fact, today I just saw a post on Instagram by, like, one of the um, comic artists in Singapore. I think I shared it to you, called Barely Functioning Adult. And then, yeah, yeah and it was just this short comic strip about how um, he said, you know, I miss, I miss going to work. Or like, I miss hating on work. And I miss hating uh, the stupid bus and the stupid MRT and everything just like like now you you can't even hate on it <laughs> because you don't do it anymore 
Yeah, so back to the idea, not to the idea, but rather maybe we should explore how we can try to be hopeful in this pandemic situation or this pandemic times, given mm. that we have, well, not an extended circuit breaker, but pretty much <laughs> a continued lockdown. Yeah, well, let's just start by saying that we should really, so starting with the fifth point, practicing gratitude, we really need to be thankful like if we are at home recording this podcast or if you're at home listening to this podcast chances are that you are privileged enough to survive this pandemic you know so in terms of that like we're comparing it to war also that you know if we were at war we'd be happy that we're even alive but i was saying also that maybe because the pandemic is invisible it makes us feel like less prone to it or yeah, so it's a threat that we can't visualize or we can't see. That I mean, at some level, we know that it's serious, but it's difficult to take something that you can't see seriously, in some sense. Exactly, and also that it doesn't like, unless you are the one that's like dying from this or you have been to a hospital. But I think even then, I'm sure for people who have been to a hospital and have like gotten better, like after a long time, you kind of just think, well, when can we get back to normal? Because it's like during a war, you see buildings getting destroyed. You see, like, I don't know, half a body on the street or something. And that hits so hard. So yeah, it's, it's really tragic when you see things like that in your day-to-day lives. Yeah, but I think maybe we need to... I don't know, like, maybe we need to think about it in that way too. And in a sense, the fact that we are at least able to, well, keep the like so-called get a situation somewhat under control is like already a huge blessing in itself. I think we've mm. just been living in like so-called normalcy and growth and whatever for so long that again, we take for granted that everything should be this way all the time. Indeed. I think it's back to it's one point that, of course, once again, talking about Laurie, that she raised also is about points of reference. Mm what are we comparing the current to? Are we comparing to the time where, you know, everything was great and blooming and you could go out and have fun all the time? Or what about comparing to a time where it was, for example, World War Two, World War One, when life was difficult? I think, honestly, perhaps even a few decades ago, life was difficult as well. People were poor. It was difficult to... Like, the thought of going out to enjoy and drink at bars and party is not something that people even consider because it's impossible mm. so changing the way we combat our lives and feeling so shitty about it every day given that we are stuck in this situation for a long time like there's really nothing much you can do except to change the way we, we look think. at yeah. the situation yeah and in fact, I was having this conversation with my with my bro, so who's like doing online learning. Obviously, part of it is like, damn, I'm still paying so much tuition fee for like uh, online based learning, but also the fact that you can even go on is is already quite good in itself. Yeah. So well, let's you know continue to have this mindset, I guess. Okay. So uh, do you want to try having a uh, a gratitude journal for the next week? Do you think you can do it? Like, or, you know, are you going to have enough things to be thankful for? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have enough things? Look at us beaming with joy and hope. <laughs> I'm surprised. 
guys, man. This is like the first time. Well, so we are moving on to the next segment, right? Like, which is discussing what are the things that we're actually going to try to change or do in our lives. To what do you, what do you call it again? A week of hopefulness. Yeah, something like that. Mm, so. One week of hopefulness. Everyone, we welcome you to join us because one week out of fifty-two weeks in a year, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> um, with gratitude journal. When I was listening to the podcast, I felt really inspired. I was like, I'm going to start writing gratitude letters to my friends and start a journal. I think realistically speaking, maybe I'll try to jot down three things that make me grateful maybe every other day. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. I think it's easier to be grateful. And to be honest, I, I can just repeat being grateful about the same things. Like It doesn't make it any less, like, less grateful. Like... You know, every day I pray and I'll be like, okay, thank God for a roof over my head and uh, I have food and, you know, all these things. Like, it, it's just a good reminder. It's more of like that, putting on mind that mindset, I guess, as compared to... Because otherwise, we're just taking it for granted again. Um, but I think in terms of, like, writing letters, well, I think it's hard because I... Okay, I feel that if I were to do that, then I'll have to, like have a follow-up of have, have to talk to this person and blah 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 and I think it just overwhelms me so much like I have to do so many things do you feel yeah, that? I don't get it no no? no because oh, I, mm. it's just a letter it's it's not I'm not inviting you to converse with me I'm writing a letter to show you my appreciation for you period like it ends there like I don't need something but, back but they will definitely message you and be like hey Shufang thanks for the letter and blah 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 how are you doing oh my god yeah that's why maybe you should write a physical letter and just mail it to them and then they will write a physical letter and mail it back to you that's kind of nice which yeah that's <laughs> nice right and you don't have to reciprocate it's like yeah we're done good maybe Perfect. you should write at the end um, please only respond with one letter <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe Okay, so number one will be writing or starting a gratitude journal of sorts. Mm. Whatever that means for all of us. What are the other points that you're going to do? Oh, oh my god, it's so hard. I mean, okay, I know you've started a home hair salon. Is that out of hope? Yes. How is that? Well, it's part to, you know, the idea that we should help others. <laughs> yeah, like X. I'm putting this in quotation marks, like acts of kindness. Wow, so kind. I know, look at me offering my non-existent hairdressing services to my family members. Woo-hoo. So I opened up a hair, home hair salon for two hours today and everyone was bitching about how bad my haircut was. So really, I don't know whether that's making me more grateful or in a happier mode or in a more positive mood, but you know what? I tried and I think that it was fun to say the list. So I think at the end of the day, it seems to be a very self-serving act after all. <laughs> okay, but what do you think you can do for a family that they are really going to appreciate? Okay, to be fair, you thought the haircutting thing is going to really benefit them, right? It's just that it didn't turn out as good as it was, <laughs> as you thought. Uh, to be honest, right, like things with acts of kindness and serving other people, really like any small thing would do. For example, mm. just making coffee for them. Remember mm. how, and I don't know how many episodes again, I told the audience that I've invested, like my family, my sisters and I, we have invested in the mocha pot because we want to upgrade our Ooh, lifestyles. La, la. How is that? Which is great. We love it so much. But also it's kind of a pain to keep making it all the time sometimes. Oh, I think it's a pain to, to have to clean it and then 
yeah, it's more of the cleaning part for me. Yeah. So I think really like small things that you can do for our family. Just, you know, overall just be more appreciative and stop bitching so much, which is something <laughs> I am also guilty of. Okay. Of so yeah. shall we try that too? Like making one act of kindness for our family members. So like one act of kindness. Okay, it can be week. like multiple as many <laughs> as you can. <laughs> Not trying to set okay. the standards too high, you know. I mean, it has to come from the heart, right? Like you don't really want to do things and and be like. Uh, but it's also quite sad when you want to do something nice and people don't appreciate it. Ak, I mean, your hair salon. <laughs> does it does it uh, kind of cure off your vibe a bit, or are you nah, still as I just I just tell them. I I didn't hear that. Oh, can I you repeat s- that? Oh yes, I said. Do do you feel? Yeah, do you feel like it killed off your vibe a bit or do you feel like still as hopeful? Like, it doesn't matter. Well, to be honest, I still feel happy about it. <laughs> that's like, great. Yeah, that's strange. It, to me, it's just... It's kind of like a joke, right? I was telling my family members that everyone's getting a prison haircut because they all look the same. Oh, God. <laughs> and... By same, it turns out to be equally bad. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I still take a lot of joy in cutting the hair, even though it didn't turn out as great as we all expected expected it to. It's okay. It's like this moments as well, right? That like bring us mm-hmm. closer together. Which actually um, leads back to a point that we were discussing with regards to Laurie Santos' advice, which is that. It seems like the overarching theme is that we can't we can't be selfish beings just living for ourselves. Like it can be selfish um, desires, but if we're only living for ourselves, then as a species or as a as a social animal, it's it's really hard. Mm, completely agree. The fact that we when we are constantly so caught up in thinking about how we can, you know, like, all our wants and desires, we get unhappy also. Because, like, sometimes they don't come true and then you wonder, like, why is it so bad? Why is nothing working out for me ever? And then the moment you try to introduce something else, like, doing something kind for your significant other, for example, it breaks your train of thought and then you don't get so caught up in that anymore and then you feel like, oh, actually, life is pretty great. Yeah, I think they mentioned this uh, this point in the podcast as well, which is that you we all have all these cravings and this like insane amount of cravings. It can be about clothes, about material things, anything. But when we put our focus on um, doing an act of kindness or to other people, then we kind of stop our brain from thinking about all those things about ourselves for a moment, and that actually liberates us in some way. Yeah, maybe that's why the hair cutting session was so useful for me. Because <laughs> you're not cutting your own hair. Right? <laughs> Brainstorm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was like, oh, it's not going well. <laughs> okay. So one thing. So it seems that we are going to try on the gratitude journal, acts mm-hmm. of kindness. Mm-hmm. We are going to be. You're going to try to be more open and honest about what is worrying you. And then of course, I think for the next coming week, I've actually signed on to the free course that Laurie Santos is offering on Coursera or Yo is offering is on Coursera called The Signs of Wellbeing. Is it free? Yeah, it's free. Oh, I think uh, the way Coursera works is that it's, it's 
like free for seven days or something. So if you can squeeze all the course material in within that seven weeks, you know. For this one, it's free entirely. Like however long. Yeah, indefinitely. It's just oh, that you wow. don't get the certificate. You oh, have to pay, like, okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I took yeah. a course like that too. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah, so honestly, I don't know the full plan of what I'm planning to do for the upcoming week to be hopeful and joyful. But the point is to really keep doing the things that make me and put me in a better mood. Mm. And then I'm going like, to come back and report to you about how that entire mm-hmm. week has been. Wait, so like exercise and what, what puts you in a good mood? Mm. Exercise, yes. Uh, yoga or whatever exercise, whatever really doesn't matter, and going for walks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I okay. actually had that huge breakthrough from my terrible funk that I was in when I went for a walk to Singapore Quarry, which is, well, fun fact, it was closed. And anyway, <laughs> even so, it was still great to just get out to the nature and walk and breathe in fresh air while listening to a podcast, which was telling me how to be happy. Oh, so I think that's great. Um, I think those are my main two, and of course, combined with the rest of the things that I'm going to try as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, this might be regressing a bit, but can you remember what were the things that make you felt hopeless or like make you go down that spiral? I remember that I wasn't exercising much. I did skip walking on some days. Phone, phone addiction, not addiction per se, but when I was using my phone a lot, mm. like I was just watching Netflix or whatever videos and just scrolling my phone for social media, like none of that was really helping me to be honest. I think probably one of the things would be to try to be off the grid for another half a day because it didn't go that well the last <laughs> time I did it. Oh my god, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I should try. Dude, speaking of that, right? Like, the, the, the day the uh, news of the COVID, I don't know, circuit breaker thing, like, the, the updates on the circuit breaker came out, I just spent, like, I don't know, two hours midnight on Reddit, like, reading all the comments. As you say, obviously, that didn't help because most of the time, people are just complaining on Reddit. So... <laughs> yeah that sucked that night sucked I think that was like a Wednesday I remember quite clearly yeah it was just it was just uh, also me putting myself down like and before we leave this episode right one thing that's important is we have to first measure our baseline of happiness which I have absolutely no idea how to do that so I guess I can just ask you to rank Ooh. from like 1 to 5 what do you think how happy do you think you are right now oh my god Ah, so hard. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Huh. Actually, okay, I'll give it like a 3.5 to 4. I mean, okay, as much as I as I'm always like super stressed and <laughs> and seem to be very <laughs> negative, like I complain a lot, but I mean, overall speaking, I would say that um m- my life is pretty good so yeah that's super high that's unexpectedly high oh yeah (laughs) yeah okay i'll give i think i'll rate my happiness level i think it's about three to three point five okay am i just delusional maybe i i think that like like i don't act happy but deep down i'm like yeah yeah yeah, i guess i'm happy (laughs) 
what's up with the disconnect between what you say and what you do versus what you actually <laughs> feel? <laughs> this is like one of those play hard to get eggs. Mm, like, what? Yeah, I'm not really into you, but it's like, I actually really want you. <laughs> Hello. Okay, why, why 3 or 3.5? What's missing? What's missing? Yeah, like, what 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 can get the number higher? Um, Practicing this X. I mean, it's a theoretically... It's a theory they're going to test. Okay. I, I don't know, like, I, I can't really explain to you what's missing. If if I knew, then probably I wouldn't be three, three right now. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I think the reason that I put my uh, numbers so high is that... Um, again, as much as I'm like really stressed, uh, too much, and all this, but like, ah, uh, I still feel that I have it pretty good. And like, if I try to um get out of like my mindset, like stop confining myself to all my problems, actually, I'm really having it really good. So in that sense, I'm I'm quite happy. But obviously, with like. I think I can do more, but I think I'm in a pretty good place, so... Yay. Oh my god, what a joyful episode. I know, right? So, so it, maybe it goes back to that whole theory of, like, you know, you have to practice gratitude and you have to, like, talk about things in a way that is, like, positive and it will reinforce that. I hope none of our audience are, you know, gagging right now. <laughs> do you think um. it would if, if it, it was, like, you listening to someone else say this? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I know that at one point I would have rolled my eyes really hard at this, probably. It's okay, you can roll your eyes and continue to listen. Uh huh. <laughs> Brainstorm. Okay, I think it's time for me to go for dinner because, you know, speaking of joyful <laughs> things in life, I gotta go. Yeah, go, remember the, the Shu Fang theory, which is that when she's hungry, she can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it I gotta go. Proven to be true. Okay, let's say goodbye to our audience and check in next week. Yep. Bye. Ciao!